Hey guys, it's Faith Mariah. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited for you guys to listen to this episode. This was originally a Facebook Live I did in the Facebook group. If you guys aren't in the Facebook group, you should definitely come join. I don't know what you're doing. I do free training in there, pep talks, etc., etc., on Facebook Live in the group. So I hope to see you in there. I have one quick announcement before we start. My small group coaching program, Empire, is opening for applications. This is my small group program. It's six people. We do a Zoom call every single week. You get to talk to me on Zoom every week, all quarter long, about your business. I help you with your goals, your mindset, confusion, business questions, all of it. In addition to that, you also get access to me on Slack. So you can ask me questions Monday through Friday on chat and I will answer you. I will review all of your email, review all of your sales pages. You're allowed to submit as many things as you want for feedback. So this is a great way to up-level your business if you're really looking to go into 2022 and take everything to the next level. This would be a great opportunity to do that. I can help you get your business material right and your marketing material right and your offer right and your mindset right and you will just be ready to crush the rest of the year. If you wanna work with me, you should definitely apply. There are only six spots, so when we open doors, be sure to apply right away, and I am looking forward to working with you guys. Okay, let's get into this episode. Hello, good morning, friends of the internet. It's Faith Mariah from faithmariah.com, also radicaltransformationproject.com. I'm gonna answer some of these questions. If you have questions about launching specifically, please bring them to my call tomorrow. I would love to help you. I would love to do some like launch troubleshoot or if you did a launch and you wanna debrief it, I would love to do that with you. But I'll be teaching basically how we debrief our launches and what to kind of do if your launch isn't going the way that you want. And that call is tomorrow night. Let me know how you guys are doing. How can I help you? What are you stuck with? What's coming up for people? Tell me in the chat. How do you know what product to create for your audience? Okay, there's so much going on constantly in the mastermind. It's a fantastic resource. Leslie, I'm so happy you're in there and you joined. Leslie, I know for a long time was like, should I join, should I not join? Should I join, should I not join? And then she finally joined and now she loves it. (laughs) So I'm so happy that you finally came in there with us. Okay, how do we know what product to create for your audience? Kay, are you on here? Tell me your niche, tell me what your audience size is, tell me what you're thinking. What are kind of, what do you want to make for them? I don't know. (laughs) So I'll tell you guys some things to consider, I guess, about making products. Let me give you guys some like, you guys want some controversial blogging advice? Should I just say it? Should we just do it? This is how I coach in the mastermind too. And so most of you, I don't know this for Kay, but most of us, that are hanging out in Faith Mariah world, a lot of people are just getting started and have smaller audiences. So I'm gonna answer this as if you have a smaller audience, and Kay, if you're watching this, you can feel free to correct me. But this is great. So if you have a smaller audience, I would tell you, you feel like you can over deliver on the value, you feel excited to sell it, you feel like your people are getting a great deal, you're gonna be able to to provide for them, what can you sell at your most expensive thing? Now, people often do this backwards. This is what I did in my business too. Tell me if you guys have done this. I was like, I'll just sell a $4 ebook, right? Or I'll, I'm gonna make a workshop and sell it for $8. And I do sell low end, right? You guys know that. 
but I'll offer to you my audience is much bigger than it used to be, right? So now on Radical, we do make tripwire sales on an $11 product. Um, but even that isn't life-changing money. I would have to see how much we make on that tripwire. We probably make a few hundred bucks off of it every month, which is awesome. There's passive income, right? But that's not bill paying money. You know what I mean? And so you got to kind of do the math. I would ask you, Kay, what's your income goal for the month? and planning your quarter, but it's like, what is your income goal for the month or for the launch or for the quarter, however you wanna figure it out? And then what do you wanna sell and how many do you need to sell? So what happens a lot of times, and you guys know I'm always available for miracles, I'm available to make a lot of money and to make it easily and for it to be fun, whatever. But at a certain point, the math doesn't add up. So if you have an audience of 50 people and you have a $4 ebook and your goal is to make $5,000, the math doesn't add up, right? And I'm like, even if you're super good at sales, a really good conversion rate is 20 or 30%. So 70 or 80% of people are going to tell you no, that's just sales, that's just the way the math goes, right? So, you know, you need to look and figure out what's like an actual business model that's actually gonna work, right? Because most of you guys wanna be making full-time income or wanna be making more money than you're making right now, right? And the $4 ebook or the $10 course might not do that for you. Maybe, you know, we do this in the mastermind where it's like I have girls that are selling Voxer packages. Maybe a $250 Voxer package will get you, Voxer is like where you do coaching over the walkie-talkie app. <laughs> it's like voice memoing back and forth. But maybe, you know, a one-on-one -on -one coaching package or a group coaching program. I know Rebecca's launching her big group program. Maybe something like that would get you actually to your goal, right? And get you to the point where you're making a couple thousand bucks a month. Whereas the $4 ebook can work for sure, but it will take longer because you need more people, because you need more sales. Does this make sense? So that's, that is kind of what I would say. Okay, let me know if that helps you. Let me know. <laughs> Stacy says, do it. <laughs> oh, Stacy, I'm waiting for your launch. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> we are all here to support you and tell us what's coming up for you. Launches are great for personal development, right? Because all of your fear and doubt comes up in the launch where it's like, am I good enough? Can I really do this? Whatever your, I'm always like your favorite flavor of suffering, whatever your favorite flavor of suffering around your business and sales and helping people, all of that is going to come up in the launch, which is awesome. It's just an opportunity to heal at a deeper level. It's all good. Um, and you can certainly handle it, right? And I'm so proud of you. Let's all send Megan money vibes, sales, 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 just show up and serve, just show up to help stand in your energy. I know you have tools that can help people. You know you have tools that can help people and it's fucking go time, <laughs> right? And I'll, I'll give you this pep talk to you, Megan. I, when I started, Megan is a mental health blogger. I actually have a really good podcast with her. You guys can check out. Uh, it's on faithbride.com if you go to the podcast section um, or on iTunes or whatever. But you know, Megan's a mental health blogger and I started as a mental health blogger too. And I thought when I started my blog, this was my like vision. I was going to get corporate sponsors. I was going to get all sponsored, like a sponsored blog. And I was going to coach and give courses away for free. That's what I wanted to do. It was like going to be, um, 
I don't know, kind of like this model where like people weren't going to be paying for my services. And then the companies that were sponsoring me were going to get advertising and like good publicity from it. And I was going to help all these people for free. That's what I wanted to do. What I found was that when you give things to people for free, they don't get results and they often don't use the resources. So how many of you guys have, have gotten something for free or signed up for a free challenge or whatever and not gotten very good results, right? The things that have gotten me the best results were frankly investments that were a little painful for me to make at the time, right? Like last year I invested in a mastermind, I think it was $8,000 for a 90 day mastermind. And that at that time was a, a ton of money to me. I did not have nearly as many revenue streams as I have right now. And so I could afford it technically, but that was like all of my money, right? And it felt like, oh my God, like I can't believe I just made this investment. This is so scary. But I really quickly just shifted into this mindset of like, I'm gonna make that, that money back and I'm gonna like make it back exponentially. And I had kind of been dragging my feet about wanting to do blog coaching because I had wanted to do business coaching but I had the other blog and I was just like, I don't know if I can do both and how just the same kind of like pivoting stuff like you guys have, I had come up for me where I was like, well, how is that gonna work with two audiences and what are people gonna think and can I really be a blog coach and blah, 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 like all that stuff, right? And finally, when I put that money down on the mastermind, it was like, no, it's fucking go time, right? And that's when we launched the mastermind. We had our first $10,000 a month. The business just grew exponential after that, but it was really like, I think it was because I put that money down on the mastermind and I put the money on the table that it made me elevate into a different level, right? Where I was like, I'm making the money back. The business is growing. I'm not here to be messing around. I'm not to be fucked with, right? That's <laughs> from that live stream the other day in the mastermind. <laughs> I'm not to be fucked with and it's go time, right? And so Megan, I'll just offer that to you you know, sometimes with sales, it can feel weird. Like, should I take people's money? They will get better results because they invest. I got the transformation because I invested the money. If that mastermind had been free, I would have still been stuck. I would have still been like, well, can I do two businesses? And is it going to confuse people if I start talking about blogging? And, it, and it's going to be a different business. And do I have time to do that? And how am I going to do it? I would have stayed stuck in that energy for who knows how long, right? But because I made the investment, I got an exponential result in my life and that's what you're gonna do for your clients. So just remember that when you're doing your sales, they will stay stuck. Most people will stay stuck unless they make the investment. And so being good at sales, I see being good at sales and getting people results linked together. So I'll just offer that to you because I know Megan has a huge heart for service. Sales is service. Getting people to invest in their transformation is service. I have <laughs> at different times joined like the Planet Fitness Gym, which is like, I don't know, $12 a month or something here. Um, and went like twice, right? But when I used to go to the other gym and I had like a trainer and I was spending hundreds of dollars a month doing that, my ass was at that gym. I wasn't like sometimes going and sometimes not. I was committed to the transformation. So just remember sales is just getting people to commit to their transformation. That's exactly what happened for me joining the mastermind, even though it's affordable, it was still a big investment for me. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's something energetically, right? And I just want you to remember that as you're doing your launch and you're doing your sales this week, 
Um, that's what you're offering people, right? We often do sales, and I know Megan wouldn't do this because I've coached a lot. I coached a lot on money mindset in the mastermind. But a lot of times when we do sales, we feel like we're taking money from people. We're like, oh my god, they're giving me money and they're paying me. It's like no, like you're getting them. You're giving them an opportunity to get a transformation and to take their shit seriously. Like you're giving them the opportunity to play in a higher, deeper level of commitment. That's what you're doing, right? And when you don't put the money down, it's it can be hard and people will just stay stuck. Backing myself with money helps me get the results I'm looking for. Yeah, there's something energetically about putting the money on the table, right? Because it's like, if you really believed that the business was gonna make money, that you were gonna be able to keep the weight off, that you were gonna be able to get the transformation, like you would put the money down, right? But what happens is we're like, well, I don't know if I can do it. We don't believe in ourselves that much. So it's like, can you coach your audience to a place where they believe it's possible for them to get the transformation, right? And then get them to put the money down and then they'll be ready to like step into a real transformation for people. Even lower price products, I don't even finish anymore. Yeah, Rebecca, I hear you. <laughs> My favorite flavor of suffering is fear of success. So yeah, it's definitely coming up. Yep, there you go. And it's awesome, right? It's awesome. Like, that's just an opportunity. Okay, let me look at some of these other questions. Me a year ago, I could never charge someone $100 for something. Me now. You're getting a huge deal of value for $100. You're welcome. Yeah, Taylor, exactly. We always say in the mastermind, like, I always do sales from a place of, like, you're freaking welcome. Like, I made this for you. I put all this information together. You're getting all of these resources, and you can buy it right now, and you're welcome. <laughs> right? I'm never, like, going around doing sales, like, Oh my gosh, like, I hope people don't feel like I'm scamming them with the mastermind. I'm always like, you're welcome, you can join the mastermind. You can get business coaching for less than $100 a month and you're friggin' welcome. <laughs> like, if you don't join, you're crazy. <laughs> it feels better to do sales from that energy, though. That's how I want you guys to feel about your product, right? A lot of us, a lot of women especially, feel weird taking money and we go around and we're like, well, like, you don't really have to pay me though. Or like, I'll only charge like this. Like, don't worry. Like, my product's not expensive and like all that. It's like, no, like be in the energy. Like, you're welcome. Like, I'm providing you an awesome opportunity. Gabby says, how would you go about creating a beta offer for your product? I'm thinking about creating a course, probably 12 weeks, in which people would organize one area of their house per week. How would you price a beta for such a thing? Also, do betas gotta have the same duration as the main product, or can they be a shorter version? They can be whatever you want, as long as you tell people what they're buying, right? So you're buying this, this is what you're getting. As long as you're very transparent, like about what people are buying, you can sell literally anything you want, right? And this is the thing, you guys, is like, you're never making people give you their money, right? Your people are autonomous. Like they can decide to buy it or not. So you're just giving them the opportunity. Would you like to buy this, right? So you can sell them whatever you want and ask them if they would like to buy it. Just be straight up. Don't overthink this, Gabby. Just put a date on the calendar and launch it. And I would say, how would you go about creating a beta offer for your product? You know, I, let's, I almost just want to like stop talking about beta launches and regular launches because I feel like it's just confusing people and there's really not like a difference <laughs> like you know I talk about like my beta launch I did for the blogging breakthroughs academy and I called it a beta launch because when I was selling it it wasn't made yet the modules didn't exist right so I was selling basically the only thing that existed were some bonuses and a sales page and then every Monday they got a module it was the first time I made the course and I asked them for feedback as we went through, but like 
I don't know. It's just the same as every other launch. It's not any different. Like the only thing I did was like I put on the sales page what they were going to get. You're going to get a module every Monday. They didn't do like feedback forms or anything. I just had a Facebook group where I was talking to them and I just noticed where maybe there were blind spots in my content so I could make sure everything was included and I asked them what they needed. But I would have did that even if it wasn't a beta round. So I don't know. I would just think about it as like making something and selling it. And this whole thing about like, is it a beta or not a beta? And like, how do I do a beta? It's like, if there's no right or wrong way, like the game is really like make something and sell it. <laughs> just do that. <laughs> I'm just like trying to get you guys to think of things as simple as possible. Cause I think when we start thinking about all the little details, it gets overwhelming and then people don't take action and then we stay stuck. Right. And I want you guys taking action cause I want you to make money ASAP, right? We want to make money as fast as possible. And so I would offer to you, Gabby, you get to do this however you want. You can call it a beta or not call it a beta. It doesn't matter. I would put a launch on the calendar and I would just sell it. And I would just make sure people know what they're getting. And that's that. But that's for every launch. I do the beta thing like when it's like my first time selling a course, I'll call it a beta launch. But now I feel like it's almost just like confusing people. So let's just have launches and not launches. Like let's just stop with the beta thing. <laughs> it's like it's like people think that the launch is different. The launch is not different. We're just helping people for free. You're letting people get to know you. You're offering them a solution to their problem. You're asking if they want to buy it. That's it. It's just selling. It's just sales. So just keep it super simple. I know this is probably not the answer you wanted, Gabby. <laughs> but, you know, I put the, I'm telling you, just put the launch on your calendar. Put a date on your calendar. That's the best thing you can do. First module went up today. Congratulations, Taylor. The only difference is to make sure to have time between cart close and when you give them the first module. I gave myself too little time and it was pretty stressful. Yeah, but that's with every course, right? So make sure you have a timeline that like makes sense, right? And if you have to make all the content from scratch, like Rebecca's saying, make sure your timeline reflects that. If you need two weeks to make the content, you can do that. I did that with Soulful Selling Strategy. I really wanted to make that course because I felt like people needed it, but I was pretty burnt out and like tired to be honest with you guys. And I was like, I just can't make a module every week right now. And so I, I told people that on the launch call, I was like, I really want to make this content. I think it's really, really important, but I'm so busy. I'm going to need two weeks for each module. And people did not care at all. I think that was like a $10,000 launch for us. And I just gave them, it was a four module course and I did a module every two weeks. So you literally can make any schedule for your content, right? You are the boss. Your brain is gonna want you to be confused. Your brain is like, let's like not take action. And so the thing is, Gabby, is like I could answer these questions and give you like exact answers of step-by-step -step what to do, which is what people want. The reason I don't do that is because 10 minutes from now, your brain is just going to decide to be confused about something else, right? So I could tell you, okay, this is how you do a beta launch. You do this, you do this, you do this. She's going to be like, great, perfect. And then she's going to go about her day. And as she's going about her day, her brain is just going to be like, well, what about this? And like, like, should we do it this week or that week? And should we do it on this date? And like, how do you price a beta? And I don't even know how to price. Your brain is going to start thinking all these thoughts about being confused, right? And you need to be in the energy of like, I know what I'm doing right? And so can you start thinking thoughts that make you feel like I know what I'm doing and less thoughts about being confused, right? Right now. And it's fine that you're asking these questions. I think they're great questions. I'm just telling you. 
because I coach a lot of people and everyone's like, no, sh no, no, no. They're, you're like, certainly I just need the answer to this question. I just need you to tell me how to price my thing. And I could tell you like that, right? But the thing is, is like, you know, in 15 minutes, your brain is gonna be like, well, what about this? Like, you actually don't know this either. And what about this other question? And what about this? And it's just gonna give you new things to be confused about. Right. So I just want you to recognize that's what's going on for most of you. Like when you're launching and you're like thinking you don't know how, what if you do know how, what if you always know how, what if you always figure it out, right? That energy is a lot more empowering than I don't know. I'm confused. How do I blah, blah, blah. It's like that energy is very stuck. Probably a lot of you guys have experienced being stuck in your, in your business by being confused, right? Where you're like, I don't know how to blah, blah, blah. And I don't know how to this and how do I blah. And it's like, you can do that forever. You're gonna have to figure a lot of shit out in your business. Like that's the reality. Even once you do your first launch, you know, then it's like, okay, you're gonna have to hire your first team member. You're gonna have to make your first podcast. You're gonna have to whatever. You're constantly gonna be figuring out new things. And so the most helpful thing you can do is figure out how to be in the energy of execution and spend less time in the energy of being confused. As far as pricing, you can price it however you want, right? There's people that sell beta courses that are 10 grand and there's people that sell beta courses that are $10. It's just how do you want to position your brand in the market? What price do you feel aligned selling at? Like I always tell people sell at a price where you're like, this offer is like a hell yes. Like you can get in front of, I have to go in front of you guys and be really excited about what we're doing. And if I felt like, if I were charging a thousand dollars a month for the mastermind, I wouldn't feel like that. I would be like, oh, I don't know. Like that feels like weird and out of alignment. But the fact that it's less than a hundred dollars a month and you guys get so much stuff in there, it's very easy for me to come on here and be like, you're nuts if you don't join this offer. Like it's the best offer right now for coaching, for bloggers, anywhere, period. Like I think that. <laughs> so it's easy for me to sell. So it's not about getting it at some magic price where it'll work. It's just like, what do you believe it's worth? What are you going to be excited to sell at? Um, and what feels in alignment to you? Does that make sense? That's how I do pricing. <laughs> what if you do know how? <laughs> what if you always know how? How about that? <laughs> right? Your brain's going to come in and be like, well, what about this? And what about that? And give you a bunch of things to be confused about. It's like, hey, like, let's be confused about this. And what about this? And like, how do you price it? And when are you going to launch? And it's a, is it a beta run or a regular or like funnels, right? People do this with their welcome funnels. They're all kinds of stuff. We all do this, right? Our brains, your brain wants you to be confused because your brain doesn't want you to do new things. It wants you to keep doing the same shit you've been doing. That's what your brain wants, <laughs> right? So it wants you to be confused so you don't take action on your new stuff. So it's going to keep telling you you're confused. But if you can coach yourself through that and kind of be on to yourself and kind of notice when that's happening, that will serve you more, I think, than me telling you how to price your course. All that being said, if you need help with your launch, come to the call tomorrow because I'm doing a whole call about launch troubleshooting tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern on Zoom, and I would love to help you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good value and you can deliver, but it makes a little uncomfortable though. Oh, for your, are you talking about your pricing? Well, Rebecca, you just raised your price. It's okay to be in discomfort around selling at like a new level. It doesn't mean that you're pricing it wrong necessarily. I think the thing is, is like, you know, I know that you know, like in your heart and your soul, like your highest truth is that what you're delivering is worth much more than what you're charging. Like, I know you know that truth, right? 
but you're having a bunch of ego stuff come up because you've never sold at that price point, right? Where it's like, is anybody gonna buy it? Or like, what about this? Or what about that? Or like, you know, so-and-so's course is only this much and like, whatever, you're gonna have all those ego stuff come up, but you can just know like, that's not part of your highest truth. It's just because you're doing something different, right? Most of the time when we're doing something new, our ego comes up and, and talks a bunch of like crap in our ear, right? Who has an ego that does that, <laughs> right? Your ego just starts like all the troll thoughts come in, right? But that doesn't mean it's part of your truth. It's just because you, it's something you haven't done. And it doesn't mean your price isn't in alignment. It's just because it's in something new. I just meant we should push ourselves a little out of our comfort zone. Yeah, I think you can be out of your comfort zone, but it's like tricky with pricing too, right? Because people, people tend to freak out about sales if they haven't done it before. That's why I'm like, I don't care what you guys sell as long as you start selling, right? Just start selling and price it in a way where you know the like I'm saying like you know the value is good you know it's worth much more than what you're charging um and you can have those ego thoughts just come up right where it's like no one's even gonna buy this or who are you to charge this or so so, so. you can like let all that stuff come up and you can just be aware that it's just because you're doing something new anxiety around blogging about sensitive topics and cancel culture star are you on here I'm curious what you want to blog about this question to me feels a lot about like being in other people's business. Like the reality is, and what I teach in the mastermind a lot, if we talk a lot about staying, there's, I'm always like, this is um not mine. This is from like, oh my gosh, I can't think of her name. But there's like your business, right? There's other people's business and there's God's business. This question feels very other people's business. Um, the reality is people can be offended by what you say and that's, Part of their journey they get to think that people might think you're a bad person and you're full of shit people think people think i shouldn't like swear and talk about god that really makes people mad <laughs> people get like big mad about it but that's they they get to think that i can't control me and my message and my brand around trying to please them because that becomes like very manipulative. So if I, instead of being myself and talking the way I've always talked, right? And doing the things that I wanna do in my business, if I were trying to pander to people to not make people mad, and I was just like, okay, I'm not gonna say fuck on the internet anymore, which I don't even think I could do if I try, like really, it's just how I talk. I'm not trying to offend anybody, right? But if people don't wanna be around that, that's fine. They can like hire a different coach, they can be angry about it. They can think I shouldn't be saying that. They get to have, think and be and experience whatever they want, right? And so it's like, can you leave people in other people's experiences? And I still get to be me and feel good about me and my work and what I'm doing, right? So I'm just standing in my truth, doing the things that I'm called to do. And I let other people, and I trigger people, like I've always been like that. It's, the work that I do is confronting. You know, the kind of style and the things that I'm called to talk about and the things that I'm called to say are confronting to a lot of people. And it makes people feel a type of way. And I think too, if you're a good coach, like your students are outside of their comfort zone and they do get triggered about certain things, right? And they might freak out and like, that's all okay. It's okay for people to be upset. It's okay for people to be upset at you. It's okay for people to be unhappy. Like, you know, we're all in these human bodies and we're supposed to have a, 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 a range of emotions. I'm not ever trying to hurt anyone. Right? I'm never like trying to trigger people to be hurtful. I'm not ever trying to make people upset or being hateful or anything. 
but I am saying my truth and I am saying it loud and that is confronting to some people, right? It's confronting to see a spiritual woman swear and talk about wanting to make a lot of money. It's confronting just to see women in general talking about wanting to make an impact, right? Talking about, I'm not to be fucked with, don't mess with my boundaries, like not available, right? That is triggering and confronting to some people, but that's okay, right? And I let them have that experience and sometimes people leave and come back. Sometimes people, it's not the right time for them to work with me. I'm not the right teacher for everyone, like certainly. And so that's all fine, right? And so can you leave people in their experience? Like I said, like I was say, saying in the mastermind the other day, like I do have strong energetic boundaries. Like you're not going to bully me on the internet, especially not on my platforms. You're out of your mind. Like, you know, I block people. And so certainly if something I'm doing is problematic and someone is coming at me and wants to have a discussion about that, I'm available to have tough, open, honest conversations. I'm not available for people to attack me and tear me down um, and be nasty to me and be rude to me. I'm not available for that. Like not on my platforms. Like I, you could do it maybe on your own platform, I guess, if you really want to go talk about me that badly. But like your ass is for sure getting blocked on email and Instagram and they don't, those people don't have access to me. So what do I care? And if they want to go sit in their house and be mad that I'm saying like fuck and saying that I'm a spiritual woman, then that's on them. They can have that experience. They can think that, right? And I'm always like, you know, I think, how do I say this? Because I'm, and I understand there's like injustice in the world. That's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people just being upset about things that, you know, who knows what people are going to be upset about. Someone can be like, oh, she said fuck and she talks about God and now I'm upset. And it's like, you shouldn't do that. How dare you? You need to act like X, Y, and Z. And they're trying to control me to make themselves feel better. And it's a very ineffective way to live your life, right? I've tried to live my life like that for a long time because I have a lot of trauma and I have a lot of PTSD and shit. And I was like, well, people shouldn't like do this or that around me because da da da. And I found that that is a very exhausting way to go about life. It was much more empowering for me to decide I control my experience and how I feel and my thoughts and my feelings and that's all on me and I let other people do be act say whatever they're doing and I'm not trying to control anyone to make myself feel better right I'm just letting other people act out that way when other people are coming at me sideways I'm very aware that's what they're doing they're trying to get me to act a certain way they're like if everyone would act this way I would feel better <laughs> Like people shouldn't swear. It bothers me and I don't like how I feel. And so instead of managing my mind, I'm going to try to like get everyone to act this way and convince everyone this is the right way and everything else is wrong so I can feel better. I'm very aware that's what people are doing. So it doesn't really, it doesn't really impact me or make me feel bad when people are triggered by what I'm doing because I know they're just trying to make themselves feel better and they're using the tools you know, that tool probably was effective for them in some areas of their life. And now they're like, okay, I've just got to like make everyone understand that this is the right way to act and this is the wrong way to act so I can feel better. I understand they're just using the tools that they have that have been effective for them in the past to feel better. They just want to feel better. Like I understand that, right? And so because I understand that, it's very easy for me to kind of like let people be big mad. <laughs> I'm like, you want to be mad at me? Like, okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> so I would say, you know, and I just focus on loving the people that 
need my energy and time. I spend a lot of time hanging out in the mastermind in the Facebook group and on calls with them. And I spend a lot of time like meditating and like sending love to them. And I just try to hold my container and focus on what I need to do and lead the community I'm called to lead. And I'm aware the bigger my platform is, the louder my message gets, which make no mistake, my shit is going to blow up. Like I, I am going to have a deeper, more powerful, bigger message to walk out and the audience is going to continue to grow and there will be people that are confronted by that. And that's all okay. Right. I'm also like, that's kind of part of being a leader, right? Coraline and I always say like, if you, if you haven't pissed anybody off on the internet this week, you're probably not really showing up like a leader. <laughs> which is like a little cynical, but it's also kind of like, it sounds fun when we're on the calls and we're like, we're all going to be rich and we're going to be leaders and we're the next generation of women business owners and we're going to be at the top of our industry. Like that all sounds fun, but the reality of leading is that people criticize you. Like that's the reality. And that's okay. That's on them. Like that's part of their experience. Can you leave them in their experience? You be in your experience, let God be in God's experience. And you just stay in your lane and do your work and focus on loving and leading the people that do need you. Right. And I don't think I'm the right like coach or teacher for everyone. Right. At all. So all I do is I just try to help the people that I am right for. And I let the other people go. I'm never trying to, to grab people, which I see people do this when you're just starting, right? Because you're like, I need as many people as possible to like me so I can make the money or whatever. But I just don't do that. I really try to grab the people that are right for me and give them a community and a place and a container to come into and, and be around me and to help them. And I let other people go. I'm never trying to grab the other people like, please like me, come here, come here, join the mastermind, join the mastermind. I want everyone to join the mastermind. I'm like, no, I want my people in the mastermind and I want everyone else to go on and I want them to find the right teachers for them because I want what's best for everyone, right? So I want them to go find the more aligned teachers for them. I want my people to come closer to me and feel safe with me and my container. And I'm never trying to grab any of those outside people and get them to like me. That's never like my prerogative at all. I'm very much like you can... Go, there's lots of great people. Like I refer people to Allison, Caroline Venso. Like there's lots of other coaches, you know, for people that need someone like maybe a little less chaotic. <laughs> maybe, you know, it, and all of it is good, right? It doesn't mean that, you know, their teaching is better. My teaching is better. It's like all of us are good teachers. All of us have lots to offer, lots of people. It's just about who's right for you, right? So let me know if this helps. <laughs> You guys are so funny. Oh my gosh. True story. You triggered me at first, but that's because I realized I needed a lot of inner healing work. <laughs> Once I did, I was no longer triggered. Yeah, that's all good. I've had that happen with people too, right? Yeah, you do, do not exist to be convenient for others. Yeah, Megan and a lot of us in the mastermind are working, up, working on taking up more space. What does it mean to feel worthy and good enough? And like, I'm here to take up space. If that bothers you, that's not on me, right? I think a lot of times as women, we're often like, I don't want to bother anyone. I don't want to bother anyone. I don't want to be in the way. I don't want to take up space. This is about like, I get to take up as much space as I want. And if you are bothered, you may keep it moving, right? You can go on. So it's very much like standing in your power, being in your truth, taking up as much space as you want to take up and letting people 
be mad and triggered by that and that's fine I've definitely had I did the same thing Rebecca I did the same thing with Amanda Francis there was a time where I was just like could not stand her right where I was just like I just think like this person is full of shit and I hate all of this and I just hate I just like did not like her stuff but it really was just because she was being so unapologetic and doing a lot of things that I wanted to do, right? That I didn't feel good enough to do. And I was like, well, how dare you, <laughs> right? There's part of my brain that was like, well, how can she just act like that? <laughs> and now I like adore and love her. So it's just all um, the same. Let me know if this was helpful. Such a great lesson. People have trouble turning inward and taking change. Their misplaced anger is not our problem. Yeah, it's I'm not to be fucked with. You guys are so funny. Uh, <laughs> looking for those who are looking for me. Right. It's like I'm available to help the people that need me. And everyone else is like welcome to be mad at me or find a different teacher or do whatever they need to do. I'm also very much like... I trust everyone is having the experience that they need to have. And that's not my business. We don't know what other people's souls are here to learn in this lifetime, right? We, you don't know. You don't like stay out of other people's business. You just don't know what other people's are going through, what lessons they're supposed to be learning, how they should act. Like we think we know how everyone should act, right? We're always like, Brooke Castillo always says like the manual. We have like the manual. We're like, you should act like this. Right. And it's like, oh, well, people should treat me this way and they should act this way and they shouldn't be mad at me. Maybe people should be mad at you. Like maybe they're supposed to be mad. Right. It's like everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing. When you think this is what I got coached on a lot last year is like thinking situations and people should be different. I was like, this person should be acting like this. This situation should have went like this. And I was like going around with my manual that I had written, like, hey, like I know how people are supposed to act in certain situations. I know how certain things are supposed to go. I know how people should be behaving. But it's like, what if everyone is doing what they're supposed to be doing? What if some people are supposed to be mean? What if that's what they're supposed to be learning in this lifetime with their souls? Like, what if whatever, like they're doing what they're supposed to be doing? Like maybe they're supposed to be struggling right now and be angry. And that's part of what they're supposed to do here on this planet with their time. And they're not supposed to be different. Maybe people aren't supposed to be nice to you. Maybe that's part of like what we as leaders, I'm always like we're revolutionary leaders, right? Maybe that's part of the lesson like we're supposed to learn. It's like how to let people not be nice to us. Like maybe people are not supposed to like you. <laughs> And it's like, you know, the reason I say that is like not to make passes for people and let people be rude, but it's like, it just creates so much suffering for you. When you think people are supposed to act different, they're supposed to be nice to me, they're supposed to like me, I made all this stuff, they're supposed to feel like this, right? You create a lot of suffering by thinking things should be different. But when you're like, no, everything is how it is supposed to be, nothing is supposed to be different. If it was supposed to be different, it would be different right? Not supposed to be different. Everything is supposed to be the way it is. That, um, that level of surrender really, it like kind of unlocked a deeper level of flow in my soul and my business and my work where I was just like, oh no, like people aren't supposed to be different. Like I actually don't know how people are supposed to act. Like I don't. And when I started kind of getting in that energy of surrender, that was like a big breakthrough for me last year that I had, right? And it let go of a lot of suffering. And it's, it's just, um, you know, it's not for other people. It's not to just like condone other people and be a doormat. Like you still get to have your values and your boundaries. You still get to decide how, who is in your space and who gets your energy and attention, right? It's not about making excuses for people and not holding people accountable, but it's also like, 
life is already hard. Life is already inherently hard and full of suffering. So we don't need to create more. <laughs> it's about not creating additional suffering. <laughs> Maybe they're supposed to be mad. <laughs> Yeah, maybe they're supposed to be mad. I don't know. Like, I don't know what people are doing in their life. Like, maybe they're supposed to be mad right now. Maybe that's the lesson they're here to learn in their soul and this experience. And they're supposed to walk through a lot of anger and struggle. And maybe they're supposed to be mean. And maybe there's some kind of higher lesson in that. Like, you just don't know, right? We like to think that we know. We have our manuals and we're like, I know. It's like, maybe you don't know. <laughs> What if you're doing what you are supposed to be doing? What if reactions and emotionals are allowed and okay? Yeah, totally. I agree, Megan. And I don't, I don't ever, you know, I'm always giving all these different perspectives and really trying to get people to take kind of radical accountability for their feelings and thoughts. And I think sometimes people misunderstand what I'm saying and think I'm like, I'm like, no, I don't, I think you're supposed to like allow all of the feelings. I think we're supposed to be mad and sad and upset sometimes and it's all okay, right? It's all okay. And I think I'm never trying to get anybody to do any like spiritual bypassing or emotional bypassing. I'm very much like, no, you need to sit in your shit because I know more than anyone because I'm like used to be the queen of spiritual bypassing, right? And I still will do it. It's like sometimes, sometimes I'm like, well, I don't want to feel upset. I don't want to feel this way. I want to feel this way, right? And I'll just try to like shift things around too fast, but it just will manifest over and over, right? It just keeps, it doesn't work, right? That's the reason I don't teach you guys to do that because it doesn't work. <laughs> it just comes up in a different area. You know, how many of you guys have tried to do this where it's like you try to ignore something or skip something or shift something around too fast before you really confront it. And then it's like a month, a week later, a month later, it just manifests in a different relationship in a different area of your life or in the same area over and over. Like it just keeps coming up. And so I think the best way to like heal things and up level things and really get where you guys really wanna be going, like to play at that next level, is to sit with things and confront things. And like what Megan's saying, like, yeah, you can be mad and sad. And like, those are all emotions that you're supposed to experience. If you were supposed to be happy all the time and life was supposed to be fun and easy, it would be, but it's not, right? And it's not supposed to be like that. Sometimes it's supposed to be kind of sucky and sometimes it's supposed to be hard and sometimes it's supposed to be tragic and sometimes it's supposed to be sad. How do you know it's supposed to be like that? Because that's how it is. You guys see me? I'm still in the season of life where I'm frustrated that the idea of changing my thoughts, trying to be patient and understanding of myself. Yeah, I think um, for me, it just gave me back my power. So for me, for a long time, it was like I was just a victim of circumstances. And if my boyfriend wasn't acting a certain way and my life wasn't going a certain way and everything wasn't kind of a certain way, then I felt like I couldn't be happy. I felt like, but it's like, can you let your boyfriend act out like and do whatever he needs to do and still feel good in your body? Like that's kind of the challenge like I found. And I found when I started taking responsibility for my feelings, I was very much a blamer where I was like, well, you did this and now I feel like that. This situation happened and now I feel like that. I was very much out of control of my emotions kind of all of the time. And it led to some very poor, poor life decision making, <laughs> as you can imagine. <laughs> and I was constantly trying to change my circumstances and control every circumstance in my life and control how everyone acted around me and control what everything was, everyone was doing all the time so I could feel better 
and it didn't work and it was very exhausting. And so the thought work for me gave me my power back. It, it, it helped me stop being such a victim all the time and take my power back and what it means. I decide what it means. You decide what it means, right? I decide what I think about it. And that to me changed everything. It changed everything in my life in like such a short amount of time, I think. But it was like, it was like revolutionary when I started doing that. Digging into my past and releasing it. Yeah, helped me so much. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, dig into your negative thoughts and be able to shift with affirmations and manifesting. Yes. Confront it, process it, heal it. <laughs> and, and that's why I love entrepreneurship. It's like the, the best container for personal development because it makes you confront all of these things, you know? I spent so long pretending I wasn't a victim, denying my childhood trauma. Now I'm in the season of acknowledging how I've been hurt and finding my power and accepting the reality of my past. Yep, though that has led to some victim mindset stuff. Yeah, and it continues to come up. Like, you know, I don't have the same kind of trauma as you, but I certainly have trauma that I've had to work through and, and still live with. And to me, it just has kind of been this journey of, it kind of like goes in like cycles, right? Where it's kind of like, you heal it and you feel better and then it comes up and then you heal it and you feel better and it comes up and I'm kind of always in this cycle of healing on a deeper level but that work has done so much for me in my life I would never like say like I'm happy that happened I'm not I think it sucks and it's shitty and I, I wish like traumatic things didn't happen for any of us right that's not really what I'm saying but for me, like finding the blessing I have to live with it right it happened and so for me being able to find the blessings of it, which to me has been like finding coaching and being able to help a lot of other people. I know you're gonna help a lot of other people too. Like finding the blessings in it. Not that I'm happy it happened, not not that, that's not what I'm saying. But because I have to live with it and because it did happen and because I don't have a time machine, can I find some kind of meaning in it? And finding the meaning in it has been helpful to me. Like because it's otherwise it's just like, well, why the fuck do I have to live with this? This is so unfair <laughs> because it is something I'm continually processing and working on and it can feel exhausting and frustrating. And I was angry about it for a long time. Right. But when I started kind of looking at like things are unfair and bad and I, I don't think those things should happen to me or to you or to anyone. It's not that it's just like, well, now I have to live with this. What, what story and narrative about it feels the best to me, I guess is the kind of the process I went. So it's like, I have to live with this trauma. I had these experiences. I don't have a time machine. I have to change it. So what narrative can I make that feels empowering? What story can I tell, you know, that feels better? And it's kind of that difference between like being a victim and being a survivor. Like that was a big thing for me. So anyway, this is like totally off topic, but I think it's relevant to everyone because let's be real we all have like some level of trauma <laughs> it's just like it's just part of like you know like i'm saying part of our experience part of the human human thing we're here to do okay i think that's about it i think i'm about out of time i love you guys i think you're all amazing and exceptional let's crush this week <laughs> Sorry for taking us off topic for thank you for this. I'm glad you get what I was trying to say. I'm always trying to be thoughtful in the way I'm saying things. I knew you would get what I was saying to you. <laughs> I'm like, no, like that shit should not have happened to you. <laughs> like that's not what I'm saying. But it's like, can you tell an empowering story for yourself, right? To make yourself feel a little better. 
when I kind of started to like realize I had some level of control of life, you know, even if it was just my thoughts, that was so comforting to me. It was a really empowering lesson for me, right? And I, I think that's why I'm so passionate about teaching it to people. You know, I kind of grew up in a family of victim-minded people, and I love my family. I think they're, they're great people, and I think they're doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing in this lifetime. I don't think they're supposed to be different, right? But the reality of growing up around them is that there was a lot of victim-minded stuff. And so when I started doing the thought work and realizing I have some kind of say in something, <laughs> It really helped me and it helped me make better decisions in a lot of different areas. So, all right. I love you guys. I will talk to you guys soon. Good luck on your launches. We have a bunch of people launching in the mastermind. Rebecca, Megan, um, Taylor. I'm so proud of you guys. You guys are crushing. Come to the call tomorrow night. If you guys want support with your launches, I would love to help you. Okay. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I want to talk to you very quickly about the Blogging Breakthroughs Mastermind. The Mastermind is an offer I created for you to get affordable business coaching. Business coaching changed my life, changed my business, and I really believe helped me get on the path to start making six figures online. The problem with business coaching is that it can be very, very expensive. So I created this offer for new bloggers to get business coaching from me at a crazy affordable price. You get a coaching call every single week. We get on Zoom. I can talk to you about any problems you have in your business, any questions you have with your business. So you'll never be stuck. You always have a resource. You always have me as a mentor to help you throughout the entire process of building your business. Besides the Zoom coaching calls, you also get a private Facebook Live every single week. I sit in the live and answer every single question from every single member of the mastermind. So you have two chances every single week to get mentored by me, get all of your questions answered. And honestly, I really think it is priceless. The doors are closed right now, but make sure you get on the wait list and we will notify you when it opens. I would love to have you inside. You can find the wait list and all the details at faithmariah.com. I hope you guys have a great day.